0: And so I kind of came to this conclusion that the best measures of a life will live to how much you give, how much you grow and how far you go.
1: You're listening to the Christoph Lewis podcast, a podcast where I have conversations with inspirational people. My name is Chris, but my family calls me Christoph. My goal is to have as many conversations as possible with people who have forged their own path by pursuing their dreams, making them a reality, all the while emitting positivity and sharing this knowledge with others. I seek these people out and share this information with you, proving to the world that you can do what makes you happy and do what you want for a living while being a good human being. We'll talk about careers, but we'll also cover any story that inspires. Let's do this while helping each other. Thanks for listening. I'm happy you're here. up everybody welcome to the christoph lewis podcast create your career this is conversation number 173 episode number 302 thank you so much for being here as always i'm very excited to be able to do this humbled to have the opportunity to have a voice in a crazy world today's episode was incredible i know i've been saying that for two and a half years but it was so good i spoke with this gentleman and jesse simpson he's guest. i had a relatively good idea of what to expect so i thought Uh, the conversation starts and as always i'm excited and jesse just blows me away with telling his story and the adversity that he's endured and how he's changed that around so this story his story portrayed a lot of things that i personally struggle with and i've seen other people struggle with as well so i think this is a a crucially important episode again like if I say it for every episode does it matter I'd like to think so I'd like to think that uh, everybody that I have on here is the best guest that I can give you or else I wouldn't be doing this so yeah when I say everyone's really good I personally genuinely believe that and I believe there's multiple things that you can take out of each episode you may not agree with everything you may not like everything but there are things that you can take out so good entertainment value, but I humbly ask for you to take something from the episode and apply it to your own life. You'll see that action is a huge word in this episode. So I humbly again, request you to take action on some of the things that we discussed today in this episode. Jesse is a former combat Marine, uh, firefighter of the year in Arizona, I believe it was, and he's doing a ton of other great things. So Before we get into the episode, remember, you can find this episode on Apple Podcasts. You can head over to iTunes and rate five stars. Tell me what you like about the show. You can head over to YouTube and subscribe. Tell a friend about the show and share it away. That would be one of the best ways to be able to help this show out. Appreciate your continued support. I think in March will be three years. Like I said, we've hit 302 episodes as of today. So thank you so much for your continued support. It's quite humbling and I never take it for granted. So, without further ado, welcome to the Christoph Lewis
0: Podcast create your career. Thanks for having me, Christoph. Grateful to be here. It's cool to have
1: you on here and how we connect it. I feel like a lot of my guests recently have been through somebody that introduced them to me and I just go, wow, that's that's pretty cool. Cause I go back to the beginning of the episodes and I had to go find everybody and it was really, really hard. So flash forward to now, you're here. We got introduced through Dan. Uh, who's been on the show already with 220? Probably link that show below. But before we get into the rest of the episode, do you mind introducing
0: yourself? Absolutely, Chris. Thanks for having me. Once again, my name is Jesse Simpson. I live in Lakeland, Florida, here now, and I believe it's never too late to change your life. I'm the founder of Action Oriented, where I help people rebuild their life after trauma or transition. And I'm the founder of Action Adventures, where I take people on adventure travel retreats in Columbia. So I'm, I've just moved here to Lakeland, Florida. I'm growing my businesses here and, um, Got connected with Dan at Twenty Two Zero, so I am working mm-hmm. the trauma piece there as well. But on a personal note, I'm just a guy out here getting a pu- house and a puppy on Monday. Super excited about that. Just got married recently, although we had to push our wedding back like four times, but we <laughs> we locked it in at least. I and then uh, legally, we are married now. I launched feeling. my own pad- podcast in a couple of weeks called The Action Hour. And yeah, man, I just, I, I believe fundamentally that action is the greatest adversary of adversity. So if you can notice, everything is mm. related around action. Yeah. And I think as we get into the story, it'll, it'll maybe make a bit more sense, but I just know that it's never too late to change your life. It's mm-hmm. never too, you're never too far behind. And, um, I feel like we're always just a few actions away from the life that we want to live. And so that's what I'm all about. And, um,
1: grateful mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. to be here, man. So there's a lot of
1: that that I love. I think one of the things that like actually hits an emotional level with me is that it's, new le- it's never too late to change your life. And you know, we talked a few times, you know, texting and and calling and you're kind of asking me like why why do you do this? And I think a lot of people ask that. I mean, I've been doing it 3 years coming up in March, and one of the reasons is because I didn't know what I wanted to do in my life. And I kind of thought I was stuck and then I didn't have options, which is complete bullshit. And I was selling myself shorts. Okay, great. We got introduced by a mutual friend. And he believes in all of these things that he just said to us. So wow, that's the perfect person. That's like, boom, that's why this podcast started. So you are a great person to have on here because of all of that super believe in action. But I want to I want to hear more. And I want to learn more about action. So like, why did you talk a little bit more about action? And if that involves, you know, action oriented action adventure, action over adversity?
0: No, that's a great question. And, and it it almost seems like my life journey has been this. And when I felt stuck or overwhelmed or stressed out, it's like, I know I was just a few actions away. And a lot of those, a lot Mm -hmm. of times, it was like my mind trying to fix my my own mind's problems, which never worked, but I got out of my way and I got out in the world, I was able Mm -hmm. to do something. But really Action Oriented was born three years ago. I was a firefighter, my dream job. Uh, I had everything I ever wanted. I just started a nonprofit on the side and that all culminated in me being recognized as a state firefighter of the year in Arizona in 2017. Very cool. I got up on a bunch of podcasts. I was on uh, in the newspaper, a whole bunch. And, and all these different things were happening. I was like, you know, then there I was at the state fire school, speaking in front of hundreds of firefighters, talking about leaving a, a lasting legacy and talking about how legacies are written, not in how we die, but they're written in how we live our life. Mm-hmm. And on the surface, like everything sh- was perfect for me. But about a month later, my, my older brother was, was dying of cancer. He, he had been suffering for really 20 years at that point. He was getting worse. My mom lost her job. So just some personal things close to home, hit me kind of hard. And then I think the last straw for me was in October of 2017, there was a shooting in Las Vegas, Nevada at a country music concert. Mm-hmm. And I was a machine gunner in the Marine Corps. I've shot machine guns at other people. And just hearing the rattle of the machine gun being shot at people that are just like me, my age, I love going to music festivals. It really set me back, you know, and I was just wondering, like, what is happening here? And I was struggling with substance abuse problems. You know, I was a firefighter of the year. I was smoking weed at work. Mm-hmm. I was overwhelmed by, by anxiety and anger and frustration and all these things sort of compounded on one, to- one on top of the other. And basically, I pulled the brakes on a nonprofit. And I felt like my whole life was preparing me for this, this business. It was basically a leadership and resiliency training program for at risk youth, Mm -hmm. with the follow on mentorship with veterans and first responders. And I went hard on that thing. I I spent many sleepless nights at the fire station and going right down to, to meetings and emails and all these different things, trying to build a business like any entrepreneur would, I think. Mm -hmm. But when I pulled the brakes on that nonprofit, I crumbled into a really dark place, Chris. I, I was having suicidal thoughts. I was so depressed. I would go to the gym, my, my only escape. Mm-hmm. And I would like sit down on the, on the bench and like cry. Like I was completely overwhelmed. And then finally I started to have suicidal thoughts. And then I realized that I was having the same suicidal thoughts that I had when I was in seventh grade. When I was in seventh grade, well, the summer before, I, I tried to kill myself. I, I, after a fight with my mom, I was a real troubled kid. sure. Real troubled kid, kicked out of school all the, all the time for fighting, smoking weed, cussing out teachers. I was written off as a failure. I, told, I was told the next year in eighth grade, I'd be dead or in jail by the time I turned 18. But either way, this summer, before seventh grade, I went up uh, to, to try to kill myself. And I, I thought about my mom and what she was going through. My older brother was sick and a single mom, four kids. And it was a really hard time. And I, was, I, I felt unloved. I felt Abandoned in a way, um, I, and I know looking back it wasn't like that, but it, it, it's how I felt. I felt really alone, and then what saved me was nine eleven, hmm. because I was in seventh grade on nine eleven, and the call to to action, the call to a sense of purpose, to serving something larger than myself, to seeing the country come together when all those things happened, it really started to shift my perspective in a number of different ways. I was later introduced to my first mentor. And, and that man saved my life as well. So all these things happen in seventh grade. But flashback to being 28, year old, 28 years old, the firefighter of the year, struggling with s- s- substance abuse, smoking weed at work. You know, I, I, uh, I realized that if I didn't change my life, if I didn't take action and do something different with my life, this would be my destiny. Because these cycles have been repeating for this long, just mm-hmm. like subconsciously. And I'm just allowing them to continue moving forward. And so really, that's what this was all born out of. And when I sat back down and I realized like, shit, I needed to really make some changes in my life. I was so unhappy. I was, I was just so unhappy with myself and where I was at. I had my dream girl, but we were fighting all the time. And I thought back to this, this time in Peru. In 2013, actually about a week ago, it was 10 years ago that I got out of the Marine Corps, which is crazy to think about. <laughs> but struggling to find my sense of purpose and, and direction when I got out. I was fortunate enough to go on a volunteer t- trip to Lima, Peru and work at this orphanage. And on the way down there, I thought about how I couldn't get wait to get down there and help these kids. You know, I'm this American. I'm a combat veteran at this point. Like I've seen the world. I'm going to go down there and just help these kids. But after two weeks of playing with these kids who had sticks and balls and dirt, it was clear that they they helped me and they changed me. Mm-hmm. And so that was 2013. and. That's kind of where this idea of action really started to to grow. And I started to realize that, well, I started to question my, my beliefs, what I thought was success, what happiness comes from when I saw these kids that were living this way. And it gave me more questions than answers. And I started to realize that I need to give of myself, contribute to something larger than myself, just like the military. I found that through volunteering when I got out. So this idea of service. And then I decided that I needed to continue to grow. And and really that meant going to get my undergrad degree and continue my education. Because I know that if I'm learning these things about another way to live, I want to be able to do this on a larger scale. And so this sort of idea was, was coming up inside of me. And that's where the nonprofit was born out of. Like I spent all this time volunteering and I was like, "I, I have something here that veterans can use as they're struggling to find purpose and direction when they leave. And I remembered myself as a, struggling kid trying to find my place in the world and it was a mentor, mr blue that really saved my life and so when i built this nonprofit, it was like my whole life was preparing me for it and then when it came crashing down or when i pulled the brakes on it i thought my life was over but i thought i thought back to peru and the action specifically i was just it just started it was festering inside of me and it was like this idea about service okay growth okay and, and, and moving forward and doing something different with my life. And so I kind of came to this conclusion that the best measures of a life will live to how much you give, how much you grow and how far you go. So these three action steps are what really grew into action oriented and what ultimately led me to become a coach so I can be a service to others in the time of need. That's why I went to grad school. So I can make, make a difference on a larger scale. And then for me, ultimately it meant selling all my things. Resigning from what I once thought was my dream career and spending about two and a half years traveling around the world, and um, that's what brings us here today, Chris. That's incredible, Jesse.
1: That's awesome, man. I mean, wow. There's so much in there I can't even comment it on, or I'm going to take the rest, the rest of the podcast recapping what it was. So you guys will just have to spin that back and go back. But I think a couple of the things that I'll just I'll just touch on is. We talked about action and we talked about the ability to change. And you're growing up and you're having these suicidal tendencies, and you even tried it and you were troubled and you were experiencing all these things. And out of that tragedy, you were still able to change, and it's never too late. It's never, ever too late. It could be years, decades, but it's not too late. You had mentors, people that helped you, and you believed in yourself ultimately. You had a couple cycles where there was repetition and these negative uh, emotions, negative habits maybe that were in your life but you never gave up on you and I think that's really important because I can't speak for everyone uh, but after hearing what you just said and I know what's inside my own head I have some pretty dark thoughts sometimes and I look around me, I have a home around me and sometimes a question you know why am I even having these dark thoughts like who how dare I but I think all of our our lives are so unique, and if you're struggling with something, to understand through through your story here, Jesse, that don't give up hope, and there are people that are going to help you. And to see how full <laughs> circle you've come is unimaginable from back then, but now it totally makes sense through all the the traveling, all of the tours that you've served. It's combat Marine, as a firefighter, uh, you know, we were talking about as a board member for 220. but growing, giving, and going. Those Give three things, man. right? So, yeah. incredible, man. Like, I, I, this is the epitome of why I'm doing what I'm doing to be able to share this story, because I cannot count how many, I believe you're the 173rd person on here. I mean, how many people have we had on here, if you're a repeat listener, to where I, think I, I probably could name tens of people if not over a hundred of them where they thought they weren't going to go anywhere and now they are so it's clearly possible the overwhelming majority says it is possible so I feel as if though uh, this leads me to one of my common questions is all of this is superb it's great and we need more of it in this world that's easy especially now for me to say it's easy to say we need more of that however It's one thing having all these experiences and having these hardships and struggling through them to get to where you are now, but a lot, if not the majority, you have self-help for you, for Jesse, but a lot of what you are doing revolves around helping other people. So my question that I like asking a lot, because I like really showing this answer, whatever it may be, is why do you help people? You could stop at, hey, I, I have these suicidal tendencies, I've gotten out of that, I'm doing better, I'm... I'm a marine. I'm a firefighter. I'm firefighter of the year, which is badass. But you could stop there. But you've done the, the whole. It's a whole nother level of effort to be able to exert yourself in this manner. So why go that much farther? I think you've, a You know, you've answered parts of that along the way. But is I'd love to hear a little bit more about that specifically.
0: What comes up for me when you ask that, Chris, is. Really, I believe that the ultimate law of the universe is unconditional love. And I believe that all of our actions are motivated by fear or they're motivated by love. We're either in survival mode or we're, we're taking action to create things. And so at a really high level, I believe that's what it is. I think we're all here, like we all have a purpose. It doesn't matter if you're a janitor or you're hosting a podcast or you're, you're starting a business and it employs thousands of people. We all have a role in this world. And I believe that that is ultimately leading us all towards a life that we can truly love and we can feel grateful for what we have and we can enjoy each other and ourselves. Where that came from, I would probably say my mom Mm -hmm. in that she was, you know, I was just thinking about the other day actually, she, her and my dad split up when I was seven. And then the next year she quit her job as an oncology nurse because she had four kids and she couldn't afford to pay for childcare for four kids. So she she opened up her own childcare. And then the next month or excuse me, the next year, my older brother got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And so it was just boom, 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 one after another for her. And I was just thinking about this just last week, but her desire and any mom's desire, you know, to just love themselves unconditionally. I don't know if you can quantify that, But I have a sense of a calling, a a direction. I feel very aligned. It feels very clear to me that I have, uh, my purpose is to help inspire other people to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. As in take action on their dreams, move through this adversity. And just like you were hitting on there about how it doesn't always make sense when you're in it. Mm -mm. It sucks, you're resistant, you're, you're, you're fighting it or you're breaking up or you're transitioning and it's very uncomfortable. But sometimes, once you look back, you realize like that the worst thing that, that happened to you was like the best thing. And so if I can be someone that can help other people see that, because I've been there and I know what it's like to be completely depressed, overwhelmed, a broken man, you know, struggling with suicidal thoughts and substance abuse and, and PTSD and all these different things that are, that are going on, if I can show other people another way to live their life, that to me is, is what it's all about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with you. I think... For me, like a really relevant example is when you're in a crappy relationship, you're so emotionally attached. Everybody in your life is telling you to get out of it. This person is toxic for you. And you're like, what are you talking about? I love this person. This is the best thing for me. And the moment you make that decision to break up with him or her and you get out of that relationship, you look back and you go, what the hell was I doing? To me, that's like a hyper emotional instance of... You know, the story of which can be our lives is our lives is we're doing all these whether it's, you're, you know, you're talking about substance abuse, you're doing something negative for you. And most likely the people around you, it's affecting them inversely as well. And you can't really see it yeah. until you start, you know, you don't ever give up on yourself. You realize that you can make the change. These, these topics that we're talking about, but once you get through that and you clear the forest and you look back and you go, ah, oh, shit, it's <laughs> very easy to see now. So it's it's like that's why action is to me is so important and i like that you bring it up because without action or without that forward momentum uh, of course we'll have days and times and maybe seasons where it's backwards or it feels like it but i think just the the not giving up attitude and continuously taking action will inevitably eventually but not immediately eventually get you to a better place if you don't give up on yourself so your stories Quite amazing. You even talked about a little bit earlier about questioning your beliefs, which I think is a good thing and it comes into play here. But to have all these role models, these mentors, all the things that your family has gone through and your mother, and to go through all of that and still make the decision to help other people, you know, I salute you for that. Like I said before, we need people doing that. And I hope, or it is my hope, through these podcasts and this specific episode right here, somebody hearing my voice, I'm talking to you. I'm s- I wouldn't be dedicating this much of my free time to do a show and to interview awesome people like Jesse, if I wasn't directly speaking to you right now, listening to whoever you are, to understand, to not give up on yourself. And to also, you can be that person for somebody else, just like Jesse is for other people. So I think it's a phenomenal answer. I feel as if people can sell themselves short all the time. I kind of feel like there's this culture about, you can't do it or we're not possible of achieving more in our lives. And it kind of coincides with our initial point. But how do you think we can help change that culture of selling ourselves short? I
0: feel like when it comes to action, I guess I want to I talk into that a little bit more because mm-hmm. if you do the same thing you've always done, you get the same results. And so for some people, that's not really cutting it. I call that unconscious action. You know, it's these these self-sabotaging behaviors where we limit ourselves and reinforce these patterns. You know, you heard mine, but we all have these patterns that are being reinforced in our life that are just living beneath the surface. And we just, we're just we just doing that. We're in that relationship, like you talked about, mm-hmm. where everyone is seeing, and it's so obvious from the outside that this is, uh, we're both miserable or we should split up or whatever it is, but we're resistant to that. I like to think of things where we're taking action, like taking conscious action or mindful action, where you're you're moving forward with intention, you're taking that action, and then you're adjusting and reflecting. So you're you're continuing to grow and move forward. So I I, I want to throw that in there with the idea about action because I think it's so important. I think it's something we're missing. I don't mean that you just plow through a wall. You realize you're ta- you're running into a wall and you back up a little bit. And then you move around it and you do you do something a little bit different you get a different perspective you get a Mm -hmm. you know we've Mm -hmm. talked about a mentor or a coach or or someone who can help you move through those things
1: and i ask these questions because i think about it myself and i don't think i have like a great answer trying to identify like i've i've kind of see that there's a culture of or there i want to be my culture there's a lot of people at least in my circle that seem to sell themselves short Sell themselves short, and I think like based on what you said like unconscious action I think they unconsciously sell themselves short and they're just in that monotony that day to day routine of just doing the same thing and you know it's easy to see on social media and you know I don't base all of my you know opinions on social media but a lot of people complaining and people that I've worked with complaining And I'm like hey you know you do have the option to be able to go do more with your life so I'm like yeah. there's kind of like this culture or you know we can call this like this unconscious unconscious culture of people just not even not even being aware that they're selling themselves short so I'm like how how the hell do we t- change that you know it's it's hard we have to we have to educate people
0: you know empower them it, what comes up for me when you talk empower about them. that it makes it makes me think of an individual who is too much so influenced by things outside of himself by the by people external events their upbringing, their past, mm-hmm. X, Y, or Z. They're all stories. They are, maybe they're important, but they're irrelevant if you really want to c- create your life. If you want to change your life, you have to really take ownership and responsibility and not so much worry about the other people that are doing X, Y, or Z or they're thinking something about you specifically because there's no doubt about it that when you're going to do something different in your life, take action to, to start a podcast or write a book or, tr- or travel the world or start a business, people are going to look at you cross-eyed mm-hmm. and if, but if, so you're, if you're going to let them the way they look at you or what you think they might be saying about you affect how you live or relationally, you know, you're going to, you're going to stay in that, that bubble. So I think my approach to this is, is real helping people realize that they are completely responsible for their life mm-hmm. and what comes from it. hmm Mm-hmm. And then from that point, also understanding that we all have our place here. We are all not supposed to be entrepreneurs or mm-hmm. start our own podcast. We all have our different roles. Yeah. So if what really has helped me with this is taking responsibility for the things that have happened, you know, from this point moving forward, I'm taking responsibility. But then also not pressuring or or putting my or re, um, not putting my own. Beliefs on other people, Mm -hmm. trying to control them, or projecting my own insecurities or my own fear onto those other people. So once I kind of set the boundary, I don't let the other people come in, and I realize that I'm really just projecting my own fears and insecurities and doubt on other people, and blaming them or society or this person or that person or whatever Mm -hmm. for why I'm so unhappy. Then I think with those two things working together, it puts us in a really powerful position to to create some serious change in our life.
1: Yeah, this is a great answer. I think it's really easy to blame outwardly, in a sense, whether that be fear, insecurities. It's like, I don't want to take ownership for that. You know, you're you're talking about taking responsibility, but it's so easy to go like, oh, it's not my fault. You know, there's nothing I could have done about that. You know, I think a lot of people feel like that. I feel like that. But I think understanding that you do have control. And I think it's again, relevant to today's day and age, you know, we're we're recording this in, you know, actually today's inauguration day and some people, again, regardless of how you feel, some people feel helpless. Some people are excited. Some people are not, but it's like, you know, did you, I always ask myself, did you do as much as you possibly could do? If the answer is yes, then so be it. If the answer is no, then you probably need to revisit that. And then another good question that I I like to ask myself that works for myself is this whole taking responsibility thing. But you know, what am I in control of? And then take again, like you said, throughout take action on what I am in control of. And understanding that just as I may be projecting fears and insecurities on the world around me, that other people more than likely could be projecting their fears and insecurities onto me, which it's just, it just gets muddy, right? It gets really muddy. But I think understanding your own, again, I like saying, yeah, like finding your own version of success. I think that's relevant to this as well. So take responsibility and drive down the road of which is your version of it, regardless of what you're seeing out in the world. So I think, yeah, it's a great answer, man. Even if there were multiple, was there anything that like really stuck out that you'd like to share that really helped have you become the man you are today?
0: The first, there's two things that come up for me and we've hit on them a little bit, but they're important. The first one being I talked a bit about my childhood, seventh grade suicidal, eighth grade, was told I'd be dead or in jail. My ninth grade mm. year, I was kicked out of my mom's home. Mm. And it was traumatic to me. I thought my own you know like my own mother didn't love me. She said, "You're not welcome here anymore." Um, and it was very traumatizing. But looking back now, just like we were saying before, it's like the best thing that could have happened to me in that moment Mm -hmm. in that time, Mm -hmm. because it saved my, you know, it saved my life. And I mean that in a very literal way, because my friends were, you know, they're, they're not good people to be around. They've lost their way. Addictions, some of them are dead, you know? So it's like, that was, that was my path. And so I think just having the patience and the understanding that although things might not, you can't understand them or make sense of them or try to control them right now, that everything's happening as it should. And that as long as you let it unfold, the answers will be here soon enough. So Mm -hmm. that to me is huge. And it's something that that stays with me when I'm getting in it and I'm stressed out or overwhelmed. I just think back and I sit back and I relax. Mm -hmm. I try. I try. It's easier said than done, of course, sometimes. Oh yeah. I try to sit back and relax and just realize there's something bigger happening here. There's something I'm resisting or something I'm pushing down or I'm acting like I don't know. And so I just need to relax and, and and. just as soon as I do that and I, I relax, the answers come up. And what I was going through makes perfect sense. So just like when I was, when I was a freshman, getting mm-hmm. kicked out, like now as a, as a man doing my own thing in the world, like same thing. And then the, the next thing that comes up was just the idea that these cycles are repeating in our life, just like they were mm-hmm. when I was the, the firefighter of the year and struggling with my own, my own demons and, and how I was feeling and how unhappy I was those cycles are repeating unconsciously and if we resist them, that's what is re- really creating them. So if you want to change anything about our life, we have to be willing to look at ourselves in the mirror and see like, how are we contributing to this and what can we do to move forward mm. in a really intentional way instead of mm. mindlessly it's real. just going through it. So I yeah. think those are the two big, huge mindset shifts that have really served me well and helped yeah. me overcome a lot of things or at least what I've learned through really difficult adversity in Charlie's times.
1: Yeah. And that can be so tough, right? I mean, to really, if you got demons or if you have things going on to be able to look in the mirror and identify them and not ignore them, but deal with them, work with them, get through it, understand again, that you can get through them. And then your former point was about relaxing. And to me, that's one of the things I try to do most. I mean, like I, my job right now, I speak with a lot of people Funny, but I speak with a lot of people, and you know I'm not the best speaker. But I've been working on it, and I think if you go back, you know, 300 episodes, you'll see that I've improved substantially. But one of the things that has helped is relaxing, and it can be so hard to do that. But I think a lot of the things we've talked about, as well as like uh, being conscious of uh, of a lot of things, no matter what point we're talking about. And I think if I'm conscious about, you know, me being stressed out and I'm able to just slow down just like this. And even, I, I literally mean you can slow down your words and understand that, you know, what are, what am I doing in the moment? It helps, you know? And uh, it also helps, this is kind of like a tangent, but it also helps not just assuming that it's the worst thing in the world that's about to happen. So relaxing, I think, is is very important. You say things just happen as they should. I know I've been saying it on a couple episodes lately, but I've been reading a lot of stoicism and it's kind of just like it's similar. It's like things just happen. Uh, they're neither good, they're neither bad, and they happen, and how are you going to react from that? You know, how are you going to move forward with that information? The information's there, what are you going to do with it? So phenomenal stuff. Uh, obviously, we probably could have kept on going on that. There's a lot of good stuff to pull from your life and your careers, uh, I should say, um, but we are, unfortunately, I, I regrettably say, at the end of our time, uh, went by very, very quickly. I thoroughly enjoyed listening to you. Before we get out of here, though, I'd love for you be able to share how we can find you personally or action oriented action adventure 22 whatever you want to talk about throw it out there
0: yeah absolutely if you want to just reach out if something resonated with, on this show with you just reach out to me on instagram at action underscore jesse and if you're interested in learning more about coaching or courses or the retreats themselves check out action-oriented.com and that'll have all the information on there there's a there's a quiz I challenge you to take. And uh, other than that, you just hit me up on Instagram and reach out and let me know what, what resonated and tell me about your life. I love helping. Pe- I love going deep with people because I think there's so much surface level stuff. And actually, my wife tells me, you know, mm-hmm. some pe- some people do the small talk all the time. Some people do the deep talk all the time. And I'm totally you know to have a balance, right? But I-, I love hearing about real stuff because I know there's always a way. Mm-hmm. There's always a way to overcome. And so I love seeing that that the look on someone's face when they're like, holy shit, I can't believe that just happened. Like, I can't believe I just took ownership of this and I'm moving forward and I'm doing this. It's really powerful. So I love to connect with people on, on social media or check out action-oriented.com.
1: Sweet, you guys are gonna be able to find that as always in the show notes, all of those things, the Instagrams, the, the websites. But Jesse, thank you so much, man. This is great, Have a great rest of the night. See you later. See you, Chris, thanks so much.